Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list the list the list what what the list the list the list what what the list the list the list what you eating Doc Manson at Doc Manson uh some potato salad DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Delicious. I'm not a potato salad fan, so unfortunately, people cannot count on 10 minutes of thrilling potato salad conversation like they got with the grilled cheese. I'd like to point out that I'm pretty sure our food conversation gets more mentions on Twitter than our wrestling conversation. I don't think anybody listens to more than the first 10 minutes of this show, so. Well, now I'm depressed. Well, yeah, welcome to the party. It's a couple of hours before the Superstar Shake-Up, and I feel like getting shaken up by ranking some wrestlers, but as we realized right before we started recording, the list needs to be added to. It is not enough that we have over a thousand names to rank. No, nay, nay, we must add more. We must add more names to the list. Well, there are wrestlers. We had some pay-per-views um, just recently. Now we have more people... Um, who have wrestled at such a show, who did not previously appear on the list. So it seems like uh, we got to add them. Now, I will eventually have to go back and check the Ring of Honor pay-per-views, because I usually go check those. But for this instance, and for my own sanity, let's stick with just NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania. There are a couple of names who made their pay-per-view debuts on WWE's Weekend to End All Weekends. Um... Off the top of my head, let's see, we've got... You mentioned Ronda Rousey. She needed to be added to the women's list. We've got Lars Sullivan making his pay-per-view debut. And the once and former WWE Raw Tag Team Champion, Nicholas, is on the list. He has to be, I think, so... I'm looking to see if there's anyone else who I think might not be on the list, but I think most of these people would have already made it, because Liv Morgan's already on the list. Nope, Kavita DeVee, all those people from the Mae Young Classic got there. Okay, then I think we're I think we're a bit ready. I think we've got everyone now. So, we've got two lists, really. Well, three lists, technically. We've got the women, we've got the men, and we've got our list. Let me just randomize these again, because now that there's names I've added, it would make sense to randomize them. Not just have them at the end. Yes. Uh, We have 851 names on the mail list that we have, Doc Manson. Can I get a number, please? Out of 851, the first number today on the list is 122. One, two, two brings us to Averno. I have like the Vernal Equinox. Averno, A V E R N O. I have to tell you something, Doc. Part of me wishes we could go back and just redo this whole thing. I'm so tired of finding names that we don't really know. (sighs) I blame you for this. Well, yeah. I guess he was part of TNA, so if you were watching in 2008, you might know who he is. But otherwise, this is, of course, a luchador. Um, A non-masked luchador. Well, no, he was unmasked. uh, But wrestled in CMLL for a while, then wrestled in TNA and then Lucha Libre AAA worldwide but I don't remember ever seeing him wrestle. Have you seen him wrestle? I do not believe so. All right, then I he's, he's not looking familiar. Then give me another number off the men's list. Let's put a man on this list and then we'll go over to the women just because 70 number 70. Okay, a name we can work with here. It is the name Hakushi. 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 90s WWF fans will know who Hakushi is. He had the tattoos all over his body. Japanese wrestler had the Japanese style hat. Wrestled for, you know, maybe a year or so, right around 95. Had a great match with Bret Hart that I remember. Huh. 
So this is like the prototype Lord Tensai, huh? This was Lord Tensai before Lord Tensai was cool, but he was he was a uh, you know. Hold on, Lord Tensai was never cool. Okay. Don't diss Matt Bloom, all right? Don't diss Al. I'm not dissing Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom is fine, but Lord Tensai. All right. Fair enough. Um, but yes, Hakushi, real name Jinsei Shinzaki, I believe, wrestled in Japan, of course, after being um, after being Hakushi in the WWF. Do you remember watching? Were you watching in this era, this time period when Hakushi was around? You know what we forgot? Not- to, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to give the top ten because it's been the same for such a long time. Yeah, if people want to hear the top ten, you can they, they can just go back to the last episode. And At some point, we'll go to the beginning it. of that. Um, he's certainly not in the top ten. I wouldn't even say he makes the top fifty, but I would say he's above the Horner line. The Horner line currently sits. Let's see here. I forgot we ranked all the Spirit Squad together. I'm like Johnny, Mikey, Mitch. Uh, the one thirty nine. 139 out of 179 Tim Horner sits at 139 I would say he is above there where did we put guys like Man Mountain Rock and Louis Spicoli because he belongs in that area maybe a little higher but he's that kind of guy didn't hold any titles that I'm aware of was only in WWF for a brief bit of time but in that kind of Joey abs somewhere right around 120 would make sense for Hakushi I believe you. I think that looks appropriate. We're talking one eight fourteen is Dragon Azteca Jr. Again, a solid wrestler, but not one that I'm going to get super excited about. So I think that's what we're talking about here. We're in that area. I think you're right. So I'm putting him at 120, right above Luis Piccoli. I'm sure Hakushi and Rad Radford wrestled. But underneath Kavita Devi, uh, the wrestler from India who appeared at this year's WrestleMania pre-show. All right, next number is 842. 842 brings us to Thunder, who is one half of Thunder and Lightning. Now, did we rank Lightning? I want to say that we did. Because we're going to need to go back and revisit that, because I have learned that the person who played Lightning there at 147 was also the fake Sting, the NWO Sting. So he's going to need, when we reconcile this list, Lightning will need to go up. But I'm happy putting Thunder right below Lightning for now. One spot above Marty Bell. Okay. He's not that good, huh? Neither Thunder... Well, no, Thunder wasn't good. Lightning wasn't good in Thunder and Lightning. He was better because he looked like Sting, so they put him in face paint and it made for good television. But I don't think we have to have a lot of discussion about Thunder. All right, well, in which case we'll move right along to the next random... I'm starting to doubt how random this number generator is uh, because the last number was 842. This one is 843. It literally just incremented by one. All right, we'll go with that, but we'll have to keep an eye on it. Uh, The next name is Jose Estrada Jr. Okay. What can you tell me about Jose? I believe Jose Estrada Jr. is one of the members of Los Bariquas. Yes. No. Maybe. I was thinking of Miguel Los Perez. No, I, I was right. I was right. He is a member of Los Bariquas. He's just not the member of Los Bariquas that I thought he was. Um, in the in, Can you tell me what a Los Bariquas is? In the late 90s. Uh-huh. In the late 90s, during yeah. the kind of gang warfare, you had the Nation of Domination. Are you familiar with the Nation of Domination? Yes. That one... I am familiar with. Now, the Nation of Domination was originally Farouk, Crush, and Savio Vega. But when that when the Nation started to become more of a militant group, Crush and Savio Vega were removed, and they went on to form their own stables. Crush formed the Disciples of Apocalypse, the bike riding group. And Savio Vega formed Los Bariquas, who came out they were in the... Big, uh... Big cyclist was Crush? 
Yes, it was Crush and Brian Lee, who was the fake Undertaker, and uh-huh. the Harris brothers, who you might remember from TNA, and they came out on motorcycles. Um, oh, I was pic- I was picturing like Huskies or something. That'd be great if they came out on bicycles. <laughs> I feel like there has to have been a time where Thugonomics John Cena came out on a bicycle. You would- well, I don't know about a bicycle, but maybe like an MX bike, right? Yeah. BMX. And then, um, so Savio Vega formed Los Bariquas. They wore blue tank tops and white pants, and they had fedoras, and they were kind of the Puerto Rican slash, well, no, I guess it was just Puerto Rican kind of gang. They came out in a lowrider before Eddie Guerrero did it in WWF or WWE by that point. So Jose Estrada Jr. is one of the members of that group. Um, I remember watching him wrestle, but I don't remember being super impressed by him. When we get to Miguel Perez, however, we will have to have a conversation about Miguel Perez. You will appreciate Miguel Perez. We'll Just a that. little bit of an aside here. I had to uh, switch over from Jose's Wikipedia entry over to one for one Adam Copeland. But uh, Edge's first televised match was against Jose Estrada Jr., which ended prematurely by countout when Edge performed a somersault senton from the ring to the outside legitimately injuring Estrada's neck. You go, Edge. And so, flipping back to that, yeah. Do yeah. you know what Edge is? He, uh, he broke his neck in that match. Do you know what June Ed- 1998. Do you know what Edge's first wrestling name was? Um, Dick Dog. Close. Sexton Hardcastle. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Somehow I knew. All right, so Jose Estrada Jr. Oh, my goodness, he did. Um, Again, not above the Horner line. Wait, I'm on the wrong list. There we go. Let me switch over. Not above the Horner line, but, again, not a bad guy. Yeah, you're kind of in the right area with the Grandmaster Sexay and Doug Furness, Jim Powers sort of group. I'm thinking a bit below Brian Christopher. Are you going because of the Zukov corollary? Yeah, basically, I have no idea who this guy is. Boris Zukov, though, that guy I know. We will put him above Chris Chetty, whose claim to fame is being Chaz's cousin, and above former Cruiserweight champion Lenny Lane. I will say Lenny Lane has a good alliteration to it. It does. It does. All right, we're cruising along. Another number, please. 437. 437 brings us to Bobby Fulton. Bobby Fulton, now, Jeremy is going to pop a little bit for this name. Bobby Fulton is one half of the Fantastics, which was a great tag team of the 80s with Tommy Were they fantastic? Um, I watched them wrestle. They were good. I don't know if I'd call them fantastic, but they were good. Well, they were literally called the Fantastics, so I feel like... In the era of the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express, the Fantastics were kind of of a similar... Why weren't they the Fantastic Express? I don't know, but you would think that there would be more Expresses. Well, apparently there was an East and West Express. As I'm reading about how they regained the championships uh, in 2017. I'm pretty sure Mike Rotundo, a.k.a. IRS, and Barry Windham were the U.S. Express at one point, right around the first WrestleMania. I think that was their name, the U.S. Express. Mm. It was a big thing to be to be Express. Apparently. Um, but yes, uh, I've watched Bobby Fulton wrestle. I, I can't tell you. I'm having a problem like you have with the Revival, or at least you had. I don't know which one's Bobby Fulton and which one is Tommy Rogers. I can picture them both, but I can't remember which one is which. Which is probably telling, but I do know I've watched them wrestle. What uh, about Jackie Fulton? I don't know who that is. That's his brother, and that was the other half of the Fantastics. I thought it was Tommy Rogers. That's not what I'm seeing here. Okay. Let me let me pause for a minute here. Terry Taylor yes. is a fantastic one. Uh, if you look at his, the top of his Wikipedia page, Bobby Fulton, he was one half of the Fantastics with Tommy Rogers. I'd like to point out okay. he well, has... If I go down, though, if I go to it's this paragraph, Heinz, uh, which is the guy's birth name, was the big-time wrestling champion several times and also teamed with his brother Jackie Fulton as the Fantastics. Well, then maybe they were both called the Fantastics. 
because Fulton and Rogers is the big is the famous one, and then in '87 they feuded with the Rock and Roll RPMs. Oh man, the names hmm. of these teams. All right. Well, um. Yeah, I remember when they came in WWF, they wrestled each other. This was when they were trying out light heavyweight wrestling, cruiserweight wrestling, and they they wrestled each other, one of these fantastics. Uh, that's what I remember. And I love his Wikipedia picture. He looks like he should be playing piano at somebody's bar mitzvah or something. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. Um, again, I'm going to say below the Horner line, but... You know, we'll have to wait for Jeremy to weigh in. I wouldn't say that far, though. That Al Perez, Mark Starr category right there around 140 would be where I would say so. So I'm going to go with 141 because you don't know what I'm... One of these days, we're going to come up with wrestlers that you've heard of. Nah. Another just ruined the whole thing. Another number, please. 482. 482. Not too far away. It's a heart. It's a member of the Hart family. But it's not Brett or Owen or Jim the Anvil Neidhart. It's Bruce Hart. Okay. Bruce Hart, one of the brothers of the Hart family. Um, when Brett Hart was feuding with, I want to say it was Jerry the King Lawler, um, he brought his brothers in. So there was a Survivor Series where it was Brett and Owen and Keith and Bruce wrestling it was supposed to be jerry lawler but i think he got injured so it was Shawn michaels and his three knights the red knight the blue knight and the black knight it's really sad that i know this like i can quote this chapter and verse anyways i know who bruce is he was the special guest referee for brett and vince mcmahon's no holds barred lumberjack match at wrestlemania 26. Yes, he was. I forgot about that. See, that part I don't remember, but because I remember Ah. Owen was the only member of the Hart family eliminated, and that was one of the precursors that led to their feud. Whole big thing. All right, Bruce Hart, I'm also going to say below the Horner line, and even below Bobby Fulton. Uh, I would say he's probably better than David Otunga, though. I mean, who isn't? Well, Liv Morgan, for one. Well, for one. <laughs> All right. Another name. It's going to be, what did you, what were you calling it? A banger? What would you call yeah, it the it's other gonna, day? it's going to be a banger, DC. All right. 318. 318. 318. Okay. A name we know. You know him as Camacho. <laughs> I, he rode Do the bicycle. I? He rode the bicycle. Camacho Do and Hunico came out on a, on a... Yes, Camacho and Hunico. He's one of the sons of Haku. He's now in one of the Gorillas of Destiny in New Japan. Again, you don't know that, but... Wait. Let what? me slow down. Let me slow down. He, I believe he is a legitimate son of Haku. Okay. Um, he wrestled for WWE as Camacho. Okay. Sin Cara, before being Sin Cara, was Hunico, I think. Yeah. And they actually came out on a bicycle. Like, Camacho would ride the bus, would be pedaling, and Hunico, if I remember correctly, was, like, sitting up on the handlebars. What was the name of that group? I don't know if it had a name. <laughs> but then he left WWE, went to New Japan. He is now Tangaloa. He is one half of the Gorillas of Destiny and a member of the Bullet Club. Camacho. Great. Hey, he's... It's someone at least modern. Um, Will you hurry up and and get this guy on the list already? Because I I don't know who this is. I don't okay. care. I thought I thought maybe you would know. I'm going to put him. I above. kind of remember somebody coming out on a bike. I sort of remember that. Actually, no. But I got to rank him based on the tangle. Like Gorillas of Destiny is a pretty good tag team. So I'm going to go ahead and say 88, right below Tyler Bate but above the Blue Meanie. Just for his New Japan work, which, to be fair, you're unfamiliar with. But Okay. Another name. I really don't remember this guy having a team. But anyways, um, 197. 197. I'm going crazy in my head. You're not going to know who this is. Mitsuharu Misawa. 
Okay. <laughs> tell me about this guy. If you want. Go on, DC. If you want. Tell me about at some this point, guy. If you want at some point. Uh-huh. You can, like, grab a magazine or something, <laughs> and I'll just wave a flag and signal sure, you. Sure, sure. Um, Mitsuharu Misawa, in su- in, to people who follow Japanese wrestling, he would be in the top ten. I was going to guess he was Japanese. <laughs> he is, in fact. Uh, or he was. He has since passed on, but I suppose he is still Japanese. Um, but he was one of the great Japanese wrestlers in the same breath as Great Muda, in the same breath as Masa Chono. Um, you know, the, but the Great Muda is better. Most people would probably feel so. I loved Mitsuharu Masao. When I got WCW versus the World, my very first wrestling video game for PlayStation, they took a bunch of Japanese wrestlers and gave them different names. I don't remember what Masao's name was. But I wrestled as him a lot. He did the Tiger Driver and then the Tiger Driver 91, which is where you hook him for a pedigree, lift him into the air, and drop him on the base of their spine. It's nice, awesome. Um, one of the first that I remember doing, like the Roaring Elbow that Cassius Ono does so well right now. Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Probably going to get shaken up in the next two days. You heard it here Ugh. first. Um, so Masawa is a, a big, big name passed on within the last 10 years or so. Um, but is he a bigger name than Roman Reigns? No, because Roman Reigns is part of wrestling in 2018. I will even say, hmm, I would say he belongs in the top 20. And I know that's hard for me to say when you haven't seen him, but I would say like maybe above Farouk. Maybe above oh. Orndorff, like the bottom half of the top twenty. Okay, I'm gonna trust you on this one. All right, I'm gonna go with nineteen. You seem to know an awful lot about this Tiger Driver nonsense. When I make a wrestling video, when I have a wrestling video game and I create a character, the Tiger Driver is often the finisher, partially because of Masala. All right, another name, please. Or All number. right, number rather. I will give you the number. Five hundred and forty-seven. Oh my god! Jungle Jim Steele. Okay, who is Jungle Jim Steele? Uh, <laughs> what are these? Days? I'm just gonna start making up names. <laughs> I mean, this one is one that I would believe was made up if you told me right now. Jungle Jim Steele is nobody. But chances are, it just means he was in WCW. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Correct, correct. NECW. Uh, Jungle Jim Steele wrestled uh, in, you know, he's a jobber from WCW. He went on to Japan, had a better career in Japan. It's like he had a nice long career in Japan. Yeah. Like, yeah. He had a better better career in Japan. I want to say, did they make the video game after him? There's like a... I feel like there's like a Tekken character that might be similar to this, but I can't remember. Because at one point he changed his name. Yes, okay, that's it. He changed his gimmick to match a character from the Virtua Fighter video game series. Did he really? He did. He became Wolf Hawkfield based on the Virtua Fighter. Because in Japan, you can, you can have an entire gimmick based on a cartoon character. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, based on what we know about him, which isn't much about that, I would say, again, below the Horner line, at least what I remember, below the Horner line. Uh, well, I mean, he's a tag team champion from All Japan Pro Wrestling. He won the uh, Stan Henson Cup with Mike Barton. That's Bart Gunn, for those playing at home, of the smoking guns. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah. Mike Barton wrestled in Puerto Rico. IWGP Tag Team Championship. Number one contenders tournament. He won. He won the tournament. No. <laughs> I don't. Be- I don't believe he won the title. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, me, my, I don't know. Okay. You, hey, if we want to put him above the line, <laughs> like we can put him above, you know, in the Pat Tanaka Sin Cara conversation. Okay. If you want to put him there, or we can go as low as Pete Gas at 146. 
What if I told you I had zero opinion on a man that I don't know? 146. <laughs> Welcome to the list with DC Matthews. And occasionally we come across a name that Doc Manson recognizes. Another number. 56. This one's going to be a banger. 56 is... Pero Aguayo. <laughs> Pero Aguayo, Mexican legend. Wait, what? Pero, do you remember in the last two years there was a wrestler named Pero Aguayo Jr. who passed away in the ring? Do you remember this story? No. Okay. Well, it happened. <laughs> Why don't you tell me about it? Recently, Pero Aguayo Jr died in the ring. I want to say like almost in kind of that Enzo Amore sort of way like injuring himself on the ropes. This is his father, Pero Aguayo Sr., but I'm remembering what happened to Pero Aguayo Jr. um, because he yeah, died in 2015. This is the song. Against Rey Mysterio. That was what it was because it was Oh, I do remember that then. I didn't, I don't think I ever learned you know, the guy's name that Rey Mysterio killed, but um, here we are. So, this is this is his father, Paraguayo Sr., who uh-huh. is, again, one of the big names of in Mexican wrestling, similar, not as strong as Mil Mascaras, but probably of a similar bent. The only time Aguayo I ever saw him... Jr., in that match when he was injured, was teaming with Manic. Manic. Yeah. TJ Perkins. Interesting. Okay, we're not talking about this guy. We're talking about the father. No, we're talking about the father. Um, Who is still alive. Yes. Oh, that's got to be hard. Yes, very much so. Um, But yes, you know, big name. Was kind of a a brawler, bled a lot, kind of was like a hardcore wrestler before hardcore wrestling was cool. Wrestled in WWF at a Royal Rumble, which is the only reason he's on this list, because I remember watching him in the Royal Rumble. Okay. So I would say he needs to be higher just based on his legacy. He was the first person ever crowned the WWF light heavyweight champion. Why does it say that? It says it at the bottom of the first paragraph of his Wikipedia page. Though the pre-1997 title reigns are not included in WWE's official canon for that uh, title. And also Intercontinental Tag Team Champion. The one time, the inaugural and final Intercontinental Tag Team Champions. Mm. I like that Wikipedia lists the hair versus hair matches that happen, or the mask matches that happen in Mexican wrestling. I think mm-hmm. that's neat. Um, all right, I'm going to say, again, you don't have any skin in the game. We'll say above Alberto Del Rio just for spite. What? No. That's pretty high on the list. He's a pretty, like, again, one of the big names in Mexico. Should I go lower? Should I go above Drago? Well, I don't know. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer in AAA, so I guess maybe he's a big deal. Yeah, above Alberto Del Rio, who can't even bother going to the companies who pay him. Yeah. I mean, because, again, while I don't know who this guy is, I will say when I look at the AAA Hall of Fame and you look at the other guys in that particular organization, we're talking Rey Mysterio Jr., we're talking Eddie Guerrero, we're talking Hector Garza. Now, these are guys who I know, and I would say if, he, if this guy is in that conversation, yep. then I, I, I guess I could see him being that high on the list. Absolutely, Hector Garza. We know Hector Garza. Oh, I do know Hector Garza. All right. Do you want to know a female name? We've spent yes. Half thank an hour. God. Finally, someone I know. Number fifty-one. Fifty-one. Rock and Robin. I do know Rock and Robin. She wrestled once that I can remember. She is the sister of Jake the Snake Roberts. I did not know that. Yes. Do they talk? I don't know if they talk, but I know she's a sister. I believe. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Half brother. Oh, well, okay. But the brother of Sam Houston, who is another uh, enhancement talent in WWF in the 80s. Hmm. But yes, wrestled for a while, was in a Survivor Series match, wrestled, yep, 
part of the Moolah's team, feuded with Sensational Sherry for the women's title, won the women's title, and defended it at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> and sang America the Beautiful at WrestleMania Five. Hmm. So, just saying. Was married to a man who was sentenced to prison for counts of filing false tax return. Well, all things considered, that's, you know, could be worse. But yeah, so Rock and Robin. Uh, rock, rock, Rock and Robin. They, they must have played that song as their theme music, right? I have to believe so. Um, I would put her in the same breath as, like, Velvet McIntyre. That general area. Wendy uh, Richter. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, Velvet McIntyre at 118. We've got Rhea Ripley at 116. We've got Luchasaurus at 112. Well, I'm feeling pretty strongly that Luchasaurus... Who am I kidding? No, she's probably above Luchasaurus. We'll put her at 112, right above Luchasaurus, if only because she's the half-sister of Jake Roberts. All right, another... Yeah, hey, that's a name I remember. So. Yes. Another number, please. All right, this number is number 62. Is that from the men's list or the women's list? The men's list. All right. Dances with Dudley. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not sure who that is, but I'm guessing he's going to be somewhere near Dudley Dudley on this list. Yes. Otherwise known as DW 174 Dudley Dudley. All right. Um, but I yes. mean, here's a question for you. Um, since we ranked all of the Spirit Squad together. Should we go with every Dudley? I th- we probably should. Every Dudley not named Spike, Devon, or Bubba Ray. And possibly Big Dick Dudley. Okay. 174, the other Dudleys. <laughs> done. Well done. I'm glad we had this chat. Another number. Uh, number 700. 700 even. Even. Not odd. 700 even. I don't know how you could have 700 odd, to be honest. Machete. Machete. As in... I don't think the the movie star Machete, though he's been in the crowd at Lucha Underground, so we could rank him if you want. Hmm, Danny Trejo <laughs> should be number. No, this is uh, this is a member of the of LAX and TNA. I remember Machete. Machete. Despite the fact it's that it's really difficult to search for Machete on Wikipedia. Despite the fact that you can't really find any picture you can find like two pictures of machete and then it goes to there's a picture of hakushi i don't know why put a picture of hakushi but yes this is ricky vega part of you know tna in 2006 member of lax is this the lax that we liked this is like the homicide and hernandez lax Right, that's the one we like. So yes. this is not Homicide or Hernandez. No. This no. is Machete. This is Machete. Um, then went to... I kind of remember this guy. Then wrestled but... in a bunch of indies. Yeah. But again, I would say probably below the Horner line in yeah. the... I seem to remember saying Machete... Like he that's was some what sort I, of that's what really I remember. Terrible person. That's so. what I remember too. Is I remember the yeah. name. Um, I'm thinking south of Liv Morgan. South of Liv Morgan. I would even say south of Lenny Lane. South okay. of 911 of ECW fame. Mason south Ryan of Cameron. Ma- yeah, but then Mason Ryan makes me stop and go. Okay, because then you get to David Flair. I don't know if I here. Go to- here here's the thing. I remember Mason Ryan. You don't remember Machete? Not really. I remember the name, but I don't well, remember. Well, then let's put him the in guy. with like Mustafa Saeed, who's the other gangster. This is the other LAX member. Okay. All right, we'll put him at 179 in between Mustafa Saeed and Sal E. Graziano. All right, and the next number is 512. 500 and- Machete! 
Sorry. It's another name you might not know. Joey Ryan? Joey Ryan? Never heard of him. Joey Ryan. He of the lollipop and dong style. Not ringing any bells. You know who Joey Ryan is. You've watched the Joey Ryan? Yes. I I don't know. He wrestles Mm -mm. with his genitals. Joey Ryan, the gentleman who I I drafted as part of the NII uh, inaugural draft last year or whatever that was. Yeah, get ready for that because during the summer it's going to kickstart up again. Do you still have, like... The list from last year of who I saved dra- who just about what? everything, so I would have to believe that I have that somewhere. I would like to look at my draft list from last year because I know at the time a lot of people sort of scoffed at some of my choices, and you know some people in our draft pool were very much of the opinion that like, well, I clearly I have the the superior list. But if I if I if I look back, I believe I had the Undertaker, who everybody thought was done wrestling. But here we are, yet another WrestleMania under his belt. I had I had Johnny Gargano. That's I had the, Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny had, Gargano is the name that all, that's all you need to say, because a year ago Johnny Gargano was part of DIY. Now Johnny Gargano is the heir apparent to the Daniel Bryan fortune, and I had Oscar. I had Charlotte. I even had Becky Lynch. I tried to trade her, but nobody would take her. I tried several times to get rid of Becky Lynch, and nobody wanted her. Just remember that when you keep predicting her to win Battle Royals. Who are we talking about? Did we have a name? Or did we already Joey Ryan. Oh, Joey Ryan. <laughs> Joey Ryan, I like I could not lot. remember why we got on that topic. Joey Ryan is a character that I'm not convinced could ever work in the WWE. Um, he would have to drastically change pretty much everything about his persona. And if I were him, I don't think I would be interested in doing that because what he's doing seems to work very well for him. He seems to be very popular and, uh, you know, doing all right. So I, I don't know, man. This greased up dude with the tight, with the tidy, uh, not whiteies, but the tidy underwears. And, and you know, he, he's just dropping baby oil down the front of his pants. And he's that putting the lollipop. Com- that can't be comfortable if you're going to wrestle no. for another 20 minutes. Which, which is why I respect the guy, because there's no way that anything he does is comfortable. I mean, he's. It's 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 disgusting, and he and he's gonna put that lollipop down there, and he's gonna pop it back in his mouth later, and it's gonna be covered in baby oil and junk sweat. Like this guy is committed to the character. You know what I'm saying? I agree. The question is, where does he belong? One on half this list? of the world's cutest tag team. Well, that's a very popular independent tag team, mixed tag team, may I add, in which he was one half of the team with Candice LeRae, well, now that's of where NXT I'm, fame. That's where I'm starting. So Candice LeRae is currently ranked 70th. I'm assuming you want to go higher. I think so. I like his work in Lucha Underground. He played a very cool sort of scummy um, cop character who um, was. No, basically doing the double agent type of thing. Yeah. A dirty cop. With Cortez Castro and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's good. He's got range. I like him. I do. He's charismatic. Well, then let's, let's, I'm just going to throw some names at you. James Storm at 64, higher or lower? I think higher. Jason Jordan. But maybe not much higher. Jason Jordan at 57, higher or lower? Nah, nah, I mean, I'm starting to look at this list, though. I like him better than Jason Jordan. I'm sorry, better than James Storm at 64. But I don't know if I can reasonably say he's higher than Alberto Del Rio. I don't know if I can reasonably say he's higher than Brian Pillman at 59. I would go above Alberto Del Rio because it's our list, and I don't like Alberto Del Rio. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Typhoon at 60 stops me. I'm like, all right. Yeah. You can, I think I, we're actually in the right area. You can talk me into 61, bigger than Johnny Laurinaitis of the people power. I'll go, all right, because Johnny Ace wasn't a – particularly fantastic wrestler from what I remember. So if you want to put him at 61, I'd put him above recently placed on the list, Paro Aguayo at 62. Mm. All right. Fine. I'll do it. 61, Joey Ryan. I like it. Joey Ryan, the 61st greatest wrestler of all time. Another number, please. 
373. We are looking at Dutch Mantel. Oh, Zeb Coulter. I was wondering if you would know the name. Yes. Zeb Coulter, Uncle Zeb, call him what you will. Dirty Dutch. Was it Dirty Dutch Mantel? I was Dirty Dick Slater. Maybe it was Dirty Dutch Mantel. Either I way. feel like Dirty Dutch had to have been a thing. Hey, did you ever see that movie Dutch? No. Ed O'Neill? The Kid? Road Trip? That's an old movie, though. That's like an early Ed O'Neill, right? That might even be Before Married with Children. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, I don't know about Before Married with Children, but it's like 91. Oh. Yeah, it so is 91. During. Okay, so that was Ed O'Neill. That was Al Bundy's jump into mainstream movies. Yeah. Absolutely, because yeah, I have not. Children was running eighty six to ninety seven, so yeah, right in the middle. I have not. That's seen a terrible Dutch. movie. <laughs> okay, then it's really not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, so Dutch Mantel, a lot of people will recognize him as Zeb Coulter, who came out on his little scooter and was part of the whole Real Americans thing. But before that, wrestled for. 20 plus years mm-hmm. you know started his career in the 70s yep okay dirty dutch mantel was totally a thing hell yeah it was. one of his other names was texas dirt what it's ring texas name. dirt ring names chris gallagher dutch mantel texas dirt huh. so i don't um, i can't say i know anything about his wrestling career i only know him as a personality I know he was a booker behind the stage, uh, both here and in TNA. I feel like he's been pretty involved, like on the creative side of things. So, like, I, I don't know. Let me I, just, again, I can't can speak I, to the wrestling. Can I read you this paragraph from his Wikipedia page? You may. Mantel was instrumental in the careers of several huge wrestling stars of the '90s, including the Blade Runners, who later went on to achieve fame as Sting and the Ultimate Warrior. They were never heard of them. The Undertaker and Kane were both early recipients of Mantel's astute wrestling knowledge, which served them well in their careers. I have a feeling somebody in the Mantel family wrote this. <laughs> Mantel is also credited with giving Steve Austin his stage surname, since Austin's real name at the time was Steve Williams, which was currently in use by Dr. Death Steve Williams. So, Sting, Warrior, Taker, Kane, Austin, supposedly, according to Wikipedia, all influenced by Dutch Mantel. Um, and let's not forget the awesome work that he did with Jack Swagger. Fantastic. You can listen to him on two different podcasts, Down and Dirty with Dutch Mantel and Dutch's Rum Diaries. Mm. So where are you thinking on this list? Are, well, again, let me ask, well, first let me ask you, are you familiar with any of his work as a wrestler. Yes, because I've watched all of the early NWA WCW, I have watched him wrestle Good. once or twice. So I can Good. I can speak again, not particularly great, but he was a brawler. Like he wasn't a wrestler wrestler. He you know he did the punch kick, if you will. Um I wouldn't say he's in that, like, you know, Jeff Jarrett is currently ranked number nine because of his contributions to the wrestling business. I wouldn't go anywhere near there. But, um, again, you know, looking at those 60s names, James Storm, Mike Kanellis is, you know, is... It, it depends on what we're ranking. Is Dutch Mantel's contributions to wrestling more than these guys? Probably. As a wrestler, no. That's okay. I, I think I'm happy to, to include contributions as well. Uh, clearly, that's why some of these people are as high on the list as they are, yeah. as we've said before. So, Like, I'm looking at right now number 70, Apollo Crews. Would I like to see Apollo Crews be higher? Yes. But do I think Dutch Mantel is better? Yeah. So, yeah. I could go, I mean, hi- I could I go higher. higher. I could I go higher. I could go higher. We could we could go in you know again Heidenreich's at number fifty. I don't know if we're willing to go to Heidenreich territory. Do you think Dutch Mantel though? Do you think honestly the contributions better than a big guy comedy act? Like I, I yes, guess. but this is our show. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. He had a 40-year career. If you count from when he started wrestling to when uh, Zeb Coulter left TV, that's 40 years being in the business. Heidenreich was in the business for f- maybe 40 months. <laughs> and they were great months. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. They were fantastic. So, uh, I would even go one step below. I would say if we want to keep Heidenreich at number 50 because he's our Heidenreich, I'd say he's above Cowboy Bob Orton at 51. Okay. I'm happy with that. All right. Dutch Mantel, a.k.a. Zeb Coulter, 51. Another number, perhaps? 719. 719, you say, brings us to the Great Sasuke, or the Great Sasuke. Okay, is that like Shinsuke? No, but again, we're getting these big names, you know, these big older names today. The Great Sasuke, Sasuke. I'm assuming is how you would say it, based on Shinsuke. Um, another one of the great Japanese wrestlers was a member of Japanese government and wore the mask while legislating. Would get up in front of other people in a mask and do the business of Japan. Okay. Which is kind of hilarious. Um you know, also had a you know a cup of coffee with WWF, kind of when they brought Takamishinoku over. Um, so he was working for WWF, was probably going to be the light heavyweight champion during their tournament, but then went on to Japanese media and said he would only defend the title in Japan and wouldn't only drop it when he wanted to, and so they fired him. Makes sense. Um, so yes, you don't so, play ball. But yes, you know, wrestled for a good long while. Was one of the great kind of cruiserweights. Um, yes, was elected as a masked legislator, which is just kind of funny for me. Um, like he was, so he was a legitimate public official. You can look him up, and he's standing in front of people in a suit with the mask on. Mass wrestling has a whole other thing in in Japan and Mexico. Um, I would be looking at the kind of, you know, we've got 45 to 47. We've got Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki. I might be going, you know, that area. Again, we kind of get into that Heidenreich territory at 50. I don't know if the Great Sasuke is better than Heidenreich, so. Uh, you know, the idea of a public official officiating in a mask. That'd be like if Kane won his Knox County bid and kept the mask and fake hair the entire time. That would be so good. Yeah, this guy wins. He, he breaks right. the Heidenreich barrier. All right. I'm going to go with just above Tatanka at 43. All right. The great Sasuke. Or Sasuke. Somebody can correct my pronunciation. Do you want to go with another female? Okay. As we head closer to the hour mark. Let's go with number 40. Number 40. She has a a classic named after her. It's Mae Young. Mae Young! The woman who gave birth to a hand after having been sexed by the sexual chocolate. You know the thing I love about Mae Young? She took a power bomb when she didn't have to. Yeah. That's what I, I like about Mae Young. That's what I like about Mae Young. The fact that she went up to Bubba Ray after one of the first times they worked together and said, if you are going to slam me, you slam me. She's the toughest broad in the business, they say. Yeah. Wrestled... In the thirty, like late thirties through the forties into the fifties, and then came back forty years later to to wrestle in the nineties. It just it's crazy, ridiculous. huh? Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you know, May Young Classic is named after her. Thankfully, as far as I know, 
There is no controversy that might besmirch her name as it might others on our list. So I am a fan of... Have I told this story before? Um, Going back to the sexual chocolate thing? No. So people always, you know, talk about her giving birth to a hand and wondering what the hell that was about. I think you have have explained this, but go ahead and explain it again. All right. For those of you who are just tuning into the list and maybe haven't listened to all the back episodes of DDT Wrestling, um, this is is a joke. The the hand, it's not that she was supposed to have given birth to an actual hand. It's not to say that this hand went on to grow up to be a guy in a hand costume, as, as they're constantly sort of referring in the new PG product. This was a joke that Vince McMahon dreamed up um because apparently back in the 1970s the these 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 molded human hands were very popular sex toys used by women um for all sorts of things and i'm sure you can imagine the point so the point is that when she gave birth to the hand the, the point is that she had not had any you know sexual contact let's say since having used that hand in the 70s. She was getting the plumbing cleaned out, as you might say. That was what was going on in that segment. That was the joke. She hadn't been laid in 30 years. Ha, ha, ha. Do you remember Raw 1000? No. When she had a segment backstage with a guy in a hand costume. Oh, yeah, I do remember. the hand was all Uh grown up. Yes, yes, that's fantastic. I love wrestling sometimes. Um, all right. Mae Young, I would put fairly high on this list. Um, Maria Canellis at number 37, I would go above her. Okay. I would go above Abyss because I think she's a bigger badass than Abyss. All right. Are, are, we, talk, are we talking top 20? Are we going to get rid of Paul Orndorff and put Mae Young above... Paul Orndorff and put her in the top 20. Because, again, Molly Holly, 21, recently single. Nikki Bella, 22. King Kong Bundy, 23. Yeah, I mean, certainly when we do our reconciliation show, Nikki Bella's going to have to drop about 100 points on this list, knowing that she's, uh, you know, her career's now done. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think we could go above Nikki Bella. We could go above Molly Holly. That only makes sense. I, I'm calling it. I think she's a top 20 talent right now. Yeah? Do you think she's higher than Sasha Banks? At 17. I could see an argument for it, but I could also see an argument against it. I could make an argument that she's a bigger name than Greg Valentine at 15. Maybe. Not a great argument, but I could make one. (laughs) I actually think there's a pretty strong argument to be made there, especially in how WWE treats her legacy. Oh, yeah. I mean, they named the classic after her. She is now the woman. Until we get, like, the Trish Cup or whatever, right? she is now going to be the woman that is talked about. Yeah. I could see it. I could see number 15. The 15th greatest wrestler of all time, Miss May Young. I'm happy with that. Me too. All right, another number. From the men's list, number 83. 83, 83... My man, the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. I love Christopher Daniels. He's got that stupid onk tattoo. Oh, man, he looks like a total jackass. But he is an excellent wrestler. He's amazing. He, he is, is what so it, good. He is, he is really what I... If I have to make a top ten of my favorites of all time, he is going to make that list. The Angel's Wings... Finishing maneuver. a fantastic maneuver. Yeah, I like it. I've always preferred it to um, Styles Clash. Uh, that, and you have to understand, from my viewpoint, that that's where I see Christopher Dance. That's how I, I was introduced to Christopher Dance. I didn't know him before his work in TNA. That's where I became familiar with him. So seeing him in those classic matches with AJ oh, God, Styles, so with Samoa Joe, yep. with Kurt Angle, with Frank Kazarian, um, I mean, maybe less Frank Kazarian than the others, but even still... Christopher Daniels is a phenomenal wrestler, 
And even though he is significantly older than even AJ Styles is, AJ Styles, I think, is now like 37 or something. Um, Christopher Daniels is pushing 50. He's got to be like 48 years old or something like that. He's a significantly older talent, which supposedly is why he's never really made the transition to the WWE. But, you know, in fairness, like, I think that guy can still go. He's still do. He, he recently, I think, finally won the Ring of Honor championship only like maybe last year. Maybe it could have been two mm-hmm. years ago, but. Um, just point, you're absolutely right. Christopher Daniels is 48. AJ Styles, however, is 40. Okay. Recently 40, maybe? June. So, no, he's going to be 41 in two months. Wow. Well, even still, I mean, that's still the better part of a decade that Christopher yeah. Daniels has over AJ Styles. So, I can understand why the WWE would be hesitant to bring him in. My thought was, don't bring him in as a wrestler. And maybe that's he it. wouldn't. That's it, though. You don't need to. You're absolutely right. This guy he's, is he's good. He's a fantastic talker. Yes, he is. You're right. He's a great wrestler. But even then, his wrestling style, a lot of... Lot of submissions like i think he could go for a while i mean i know he's got some high flying stuff that the what does he do the bme is that him yeah best moments all over yeah yeah yeah. so like that's a really great move but i don't really think of christopher daniels as a high flyer i think he could tone it down i think he could keep it to the mat and i think he could be probably an excellent wrestler for several more years from what i've seen of him in ring of honor is he slowing down no thank god no with the exception of the bme though He's not an aerial wrestler anymore. He is more of the, you know, he's he's maturing. And that's what separates those great wrestlers is their styles mature as they get older. So he's doing more of the, you know, kind of cagey veteran style moves, which you would expect of someone who's been wrestling for 20 years or so. In, in and let's also not forget that he has portrayed other characters. Um, Curry Man. Uh, I don't know if that has a uh, legacy beyond TNA. I always felt like it must oh, yeah. have come from somewhere oh, yeah. else. That was, I think he was big in Japan because he would wrestle okay. in Japan as Curry Man. And then Suicide, when that first debuted, that character, that was Christopher Daniels. So just the, but the point is, though, he had these other characters that were more high flyers. He had he, he has range. He's versatile. Um, he's not just a one-trick pony. He can do it all. Yes, you've got a look on your face. I would say he's better than Chavo Guerrero. And put him in the top ten greatest wrestlers of all time. You can talk me down if you think that's a little hasty. But I'm like, you know, we're we're describing him and clearly we enjoy him. I'll 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 do one better. I don't I can't speak to Antonio Inoki very well. But I would put Christopher Daniels possibly at number seven above Vader. Well, and Antonio Noki's in the top ten because, you know, of his creation of you know one of the creators of Japanese wrestling as people know it. I'll go with seven. I'll go with seven. You know, Ricky Steamboat's a fantastic wrestler, but Ricky Steamboat's not known for verbal skills. Christopher Daniels has that in his arsenal. I'm not saying we should put Christopher Daniels in our top five. I think you are saying that. But I'm also not not saying that we're doing I, that. I'm thinking, now that you're saying it out loud, Ricky Steamboat is a fantastic wrestler. He's had a series of classic matches with several different performers. Yes, and we can say the exact same thing. For Steamboat Savage, there's Daniels AJ. For uh-huh. Steamboat Flair, there's Daniel's low-key American Dragon, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, in Ring of Honor. Yeah. This guy really is. If, if you if we want to talk about, again, we're going back now, you know, a decade, but it, for, from, for, my, for my salt, you want to talk about the best wrestlers in the world. Plus, the guy can talk. Christopher Daniels is on that list. Like, just yeah. from pure talent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame he never got a shot, but he's still that good, despite the fact that with the exception of a couple of, like, enhancement matches, he's never stepped foot in WWE. Yeah. I'm happy uh, yeah. with this. The fifth greatest wrestler of all time, Christopher Daniels. Well-deserved, sir. I think we call it there. We're right around an hour. We're not going to go any higher today. I don't think so. Not unless Ric Flair gets picked, and I don't even... <laughs> All right. 
we have a new member of the top ten. It took like a month, but it finally <laughs> happened. Chavo Guerrero Jr., who was initially yes. number one on this list, the very is now first fallen out of the top ten. Of all time. Yeah. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with Chavo Guerrero. Still great. Still great. Still great. Yeah. So uh, I guess then I should probably run down what the top ten currently is. Yes. As we as we as we wrap this show up, we have a new the top ten has changed, and here to do that. My very good friend, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Number 10, recent WWE Hall of Fame inductee, Jeff Jarrett. Number 9, The Great Muda. Number 8, Vader. Number 7, Antonio Inoki. Number 6, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Number 5, The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Number 4, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number 3, Kevin Owens. Number 2, Scott Hall. And John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time. 